0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: Part of the murderer's row of ball talk.
2: Here's ESPN senior columnist and podcaster Buster Olney on the
3: ride with Royce.
1: Hey, Buster, uh, 20 hits last night. Ten of them leave the yard. We have seen baseball in 2018,
3: <laughs> sir. You're exactly right, Patrick. That's, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. I was uh, doing the interviews on ESPN radio last night in the American League dugout. Uh, And in a game in which there were a lot of home runs and there were a decent amount of runs, I also noticed there were just a long period of dead time (laughs) because there were all those strikeouts.
1: 25, Uh, I think, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. So it really was the embodiment of what we've seen this year. And you can understand uh, why the commissioner continues to clamor for change.
1: Although when I see you get a couple of runs off uh, Max Scherzer, I'm I'm impressed with the hitters. I'll tell you that no matter how they're approaching it, uh, when he's going out there with flames in his eyes and uh, and they manage to uh, hit one out on him, I, I'm pretty impressed.
3: Yeah, and I talked to Trout, uh, Mike Trout, after he faced him and drew a walk against him, and even even to you know half an hour later, Trout was still fired up about it. Like he, he was talking about how much fun it was to go. Against Scherzer and the crowd into it and he, he draw, he drew a walk and that was like a huge thing. And then when Judge got to him, uh, the funny thing was is as Judge rounds third base, he points into the, uh, American League dugout and he has this big grin on his face and he was pointing at Justin Verlander, of course, Scherzer's old teammate, uh, with the Detroit Tigers. And, uh, it was cause Verlander had told him going into that, I got a good feeling about your bat here. I think you're going to get him right here. And he did.
1: Oh man, he did, and he dead ball was right. Uh, that's wheelhouse, but with him, uh, you know, you still got to get the bat to that ball, and uh, and with the with the way Scherzer throws it, it's uh, it's fantastic. But I I, I was entertained. I like the game, and uh, I'm happy for uh, every ma- the managers in both dugouts that uh, Bregman went up and hit that home run uh, to uh, get a run there in the tenth. Uh, Else, we could have been playing for a while.
3: And I think the only person who was least uh, less surprised, I think, than Alex Bregman that he hit the home run was his manager AJ Hinch. Alex Bregman is on a good day five foot ten, yeah, and he weighs one hundred and ninety pounds. And you know, I talked to him over the weekend as he was getting ready to do the home run derby on Monday, and and boy, he had all of his lines ready to go about. Yeah, he understands why is the underdog. I need to hit line drive. You know, my home runs are not going to go in the air. It'll save me some time. And so after hearing all that, I walked up to A.J. Inch uh, before the derby, and I said, Alex is, you know, I know Alex is saying all this stuff. Alex absolutely believes he's going to win this thing. And A.J. looked at me and said, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> he knows he's going to win the derby. And from what I understand, I'm talking with a friend of his today, he was upset that after his derby performance because he didn't win the derby. So when he came up in that spot in the 10th inning, Uh, His heart rate probably is even a little lower than it normally is because he loves those moments. We saw it in the World Series last year. We've seen it with so many. What he had three, four walk offs this year. He is uh, one of those guys who, in a big game and a big moment on the big stage, he is absolutely at home.
1: Uh, So uh, the last two years. The home run derbies has been as good as it can get. And, uh, this year we were all worried about it because so, so many of the big names weren't going to participate, but you end up with Schwarber and Harper in the finals. You can't complain about that and the numbers of home runs. Uh, how can the baseball get the message when, when you're there, when you're Trout, when you're Judge, when you're these guys and see the excitement that generates with a crowd? they got to realize that the reason they're going to get 200 million dollar contracts is you got to energize the public. I mean and and they love the, home, the the home run derby is the best skills competition in all-star sports. It's better than anything the NBA does, the NHL does, the Super Bowl, I mean the the Pro Bowl does. How can they get the players to sign in?
3: Yeah, and it was my colleague Jerry Krasnick who pointed this out that you know after that great moment uh, where Bryce Harper, you know, had told us for years that, uh, you know, if we get an all-star game in Washington, that's the next time going to do the derby. He agrees to do the derby. He was totally into it. He was like a professional wrestler in the way that he was oh, yeah. amped up, and he was playing to the crowd, and he was fueled by the crowd. Uh, you know, I, I did the post-game interview, which turned into a goat rodeo. Yeah. Uh, at the end, it was a total mess because he was so fired up, and his teammates were so fired up, and he was excited, and he sat down in the press conference and said, you know the best thing about all this? I don't have to do it again. Yeah. And you feel like going, are you kidding? Like, we, we, the sport needs guys. And I, uh, look, it's, it's part, and I thought Bryce was great the other night, but yeah. it is part of the larger point. I feel like there's such a disconnect with the players in terms of what they need to do to help their own product. They need guys like Bryce Harper in there. Kyle Schwarber was phenomenal. You know, he was,
1: man, and he, he showed more personality than I ever knew existed there. I thought he was just kind of this big lump who didn't want to say anything. He was fantastic.
3: Yeah, and he's got a great personality. But you know, Reese Hoskins who's the yes. who if Reese Hoskins wasn't uh playing for the Phillies, he would be the you know, the sports nerd who was in every fantasy league. He's a giant sports fan, he absolutely loves all of it. And, you know, Javier Baez, I think he is such a great personality with the Cubs. But all of that comes out in those moments, and you do need to get them to embrace that. And it was, that's why it was cool on Fox's broadcast of the All-Star Game last night, the players wearing the microphones and understanding how much fun that could be and playing to that a little bit. I love that. It gave you some insight into possibilities. The problem is, is that behind the scenes, from what I understand, as uh, MLB tries to bring up these uh, you know, different things with the player association, player association isn't really engaging, and I don't get it. I've had conversations with players saying, you guys have real leverage here. You have points that you can really make, but you got to get into the room and talk about them at least, and I don't know why they're not
1: talking. No, I think it's more than speed up rules. It's uh, now. I'm I'm sure the commissioner's getting bashed by a lot of people about the trout comments, and I'm not sure he said exactly what he wanted to, but but yeah, he's right. you know, Mike Trout is, you know, kind of kind of not, he's not, he's not bidding to be a star nationally as far as a superstar type of a personality. And uh, without that, without his cooperation,
3: it's hard. I'm biased on this one because I've been working on an E60 on Trout for the okay. last 18 months. And okay. it's going to come out on August 5th. And I will tell you that he has been phenomenal. Uh, That's and he good. is that absolutely- I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, and he's been great. His family is, comes from a great family. He's been great. Uh, and so that, that's all been great. I, I thought there's no doubt that Rob has legitimate larger point to make, uh, with regards to marketing of players, the union, and just they won't engage on some of the stuff that they're trying to do. And that's a frustration. I thought it was really unfair of him to sort of build that case on top of Trout because on a day in and day out basis, Mike Trout represents the sport about as well as you can. You know, any reporter who goes into that clubhouse makes himself available, will talk to you on, you know, the before and after the games around the, the dugout. He's engaging. He's nice to everybody. He signed literally every day for 15 minutes for fans. He, you know, he can't play the game any better. I yeah. think a lot of the reason why Trout, we don't know him, is because the Angels haven't been in the postseason. Yeah. He hasn't gotten the the postseason platform. Uh, So I I did think it was unfair for Rob to sort of build his case on top of Mike.
1: Well, I was arguing with some guys here too about, I said, well, the home run derby, you know, guys like, uh, you know, nobody knows who Reese Hoskins is. Nobody knows who Aguilar is. Well, that's one reason to have him in the home run derby. So there's now a lot more people in the country who are aware of Reese Hopkins Hoskins than there was before Monday night.
3: I do think that it would be good you know, uh, for Aaron Judge this year, who and he's, you know, you and I have talked about Aaron Judge. He's a great guy and he's represented yeah. the sport well. But he also has sort of talked down about the Derby uh, yes. this year. And and you do wish that Mike uh, Trout would participate at some point. Um, you know, as they go through the rhythms and and maybe you know among the absolute elite players, if, if Trout knows the Judge isn't going to be in it and Stanton's going to be in it, maybe that's when he picks up the ball. And says, "Okay, if I'm going to do it once in my career. This would be a good year for me to do it." Um, you wish that the players were were would engage at that sort of level where they understand that this is their product. You know, yes. Rob, Rob, Rob will try to push you know different rules things and all that, but he would be thrilled if the players shaped the product in a way that made it more attractive to fans.
1: Hey, uh, Manny, is is the Dodger trade going to happen or uh, not? What's going on here? I I think it's going to
3: happen. I know they're working through it. You know, one of the sources I talked to today, said the situation is bananas. Uh, (laughs) And look, I mean, when the Orioles make a trade, there's a higher percentage, a higher chance of a deal being blown up over a medical, uh, failed medical than any other team. It's happened time and time again. But from what I understand, uh, it doesn't involve whatever concerns there are that are holding this thing up. It doesn't involve a major piece in the trade, so you can work through alternatives. Uh, and I, you know, look, give Andrew Friedman, who's the head of baseball ops for the Dodgers, credit, to go out and do something that he hasn't done in recent years, which is to pay the highest price for the most coveted piece in the trade market. And the addition of Manny Machado, I think when the Dodgers finish this, Will make them the team to be the National League.
1: This can't be a rental, though. They got to be trying to think that no, they can sign it rental. Right. It is a no, rental. I, huh?
3: Yeah, I, I really do, Patrick, because A, they got Justin Turner, who's their best hitter, okay. under contract for two more years at I third base. And then they got, got Corey Seeger. Yeah, Corey Seager coming back, and yeah, they could move it around, and maybe Manny goes there and loves it uh, and, and decides he wants to stay out there. I still would bet the family farm back in Vermont on the Phillies, uh, who were engaged this time around, but the Phillies. Their total payroll obligations after this year total are $120 million or $60 million less than what the Tigers owe Miguel Cabrera. Mm -hmm. There's a room, I'm sure, in uh, Citizens Bank Park with uh, Manny Machado's name on it. All the major front office people from Manny McPhail on down all were with the Orioles when they drafted Manny and they began the development of Manny. Yeah, I I think that uh, they're going to be the highest bidders. And I tell you this. I mean, you talk about a great opportunity for a launch into free agency for Manny Machado. Yep. He's had a great season up until now. He handled the last two days of the All-Star events tremendously with a lot of poise, with a lot of scrutiny around him. Uh, and if he somehow delivers the Dodgers into the World Series or even allows them, helps them to win it for the first time in 30 years, it's going to be like when CeCe Sabathia pitched Milwaukee into the postseason 2008 and then got a record-setting deal for a pitcher. That's the type of in, I think impact that could have on Manny if he has a strong finish.
1: Well, uh, you know he's uh, that's that's a big price to pay for a rental. Uh, how how uh, of all the of the prospects going there, just a couple of them really good ones.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, two of the you know Diaz two of them involved are yeah, Diaz and the pitcher May are uh, considered to be top ten in the Dodgers organization, but. One thing Andrew always does, Andrew Friedman, who heads up the Dodgers, uh, is that he always keeps his absolute best prospects. He hides those guys, which is why the Dodgers still have Corey Seeger and Cody Bellinger and a few other young guys. And I think he's going to do that in this case. He's going to pay a high price with volume. I would make the argument if I'm the, in, in the Orioles case, I would tell teams, look, you're going to have to give up your number one prospect, but you know, maybe the Orioles feel like their farm system's so thin that they want some volume.
1: Who can come in and straighten out this Baltimore organization? I think they are really screwed up. They've, they've they've beaten up Buck here and given him nothing, and he's probably leaving, and Duquette's probably leaving. They need they need somebody who can tell the Angelus boys what to do.
3: There's no doubt that this is going to be a reset time for that organization, and, and uh, there is a sense within the organization. Peter Angelos, who of course the owner. Uh, you know got to know him well, have known him well through the years that he's taking a lesser role and it reminds me a lot of what we saw with the Yankees as George Steinbrenner moved to the side and how Steinbrenner moved in and I don't think it's a coincidence of what you're hearing from other teams about the Orioles during this process. I mean set the medical stuff aside uh, is that they were engaged and they were focused and they were uh, working through the proposals in a way that other teams hadn't seen. And maybe that's a sign of things to come. And, uh, look, I think the Angelos uh, sons probably are going to recognize the need for one of these younger, uh, smarter, you know, like Derek Falvey, uh, that type of person to come in and oversee your organization. Who knows? Maybe Thad. and I'm, this is total speculation, but I know Thad Levine grew up as an Orioles fan. Maybe he'd want to go back home.
1: Hey, uh, one last thing. Uh, do me a favor. 60% of the schedule has been played. Don't refer to this as the second half, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to lead the campaign to have no references to the second half when 60% of the schedule has been played.
3: So, so do you, have you got a better phrase for me to use? <laughs> I don't
1: know. The last two months, I guess. I don't know what you call it. All right, sir. Thanks.
3: Thanks, Patrick. All yeah. right.
1: Uh, Buster Olney, the great Buster Olney. We'll have him again in a couple of weeks. Next week, Tom Kelly, Kim, Tim Kirk. And how about that?
3: And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day.
2: Every night, on any given night, I think any team can get after it. And uh, we've seemed to have been able to bring out the best in our opponents most of the time we play them. So... uh, So we just try to play to what is. And and, uh, I think it would be dangerous for for anyone in this league to be going into any match and thinking, hey, we got this one locked
1: up, because that's just not how it works for us. The finest coach at the University of Minnesota, volleyball coach, Hugh McCutcheon, uh it was announced today he will be inducted into the International Volleyball Hall of Fame. Wow. On November 10th in Hollyoak, Massachusetts, the location of the sport's birthplace. I didn't know volleyball was a US discovery. I did, did not either. That? No, I did not know that. Well, no. we got So we got Springfield, Mass, mm-hmm. home of basketball. Mm-hmm. And we got Hollyoak, Mass. Home of uh, oh, volleyball. You think there's a connection there? Which one they... was first? I Well, that's a damn good question. And uh, if I was Joe, I'd say Reavers. Check <laughs> that out. <laughs> <wear> that. <laughs> I'm curious. Being in the, inducted into the International Volleyball Hall of Fame is such a humbling and profound, uh, profound honor. McCutcheon said it's quite surreal. In a profession that doesn't allow for much looking back, this type of thing forces you to reflect. And I feel extremely grateful to all of the people that I've shared this journey with. The induction class is elected by a vote of past International Volleyball Hall of Fame inductees. All told, there are 140 representing 24 countries that have been inducted. And of course, McCutcheon comes from... Christchurch, New Zealand. That is his home area. Uh, By the way, we're working to get him in here for a uh, period of time before they start practice August 8th.
2: Because no one was on the forefront of gopher volleyball
1: than the fixer. That's
4: right. Uh, By the way, I
1: did say to uh, Michelle, who handles the SID work for them, you think I can get him up for an hour? And she said, an hour? I mean, this guy takes his job seriously. And... (laughs) A lot of prep time. Well, and uh, You um, can't keep running a dynasty like this if you don't commit to your well, craft. Else, they've been all so good. You know who he's going in with? Gilberto Giba Gode Filho from Brazil, and Boss Vandy Gore from the Netherlands, and Evgeny Artemanova Estes from Russia, and the leader of the support in Japan, Hiroshi Toyota. Uh, t- not Toyota Toyota T-O-Y-O-D-A So that is quite a diverse We are global International right. group isn't it I believe uh, What is this Starting season number 7 is it They've been to two Final Fours And of course Ladies and gentlemen The big thing this year Is the uh, Volleyball Final Four Is at Target Center Oh it uh, is this uh, year December 13th and the 15th And August twenty-four uh 24 and 5 is it the gophers start their home season, start their whole schedule and they always play real schedule unlike the other jackasses over there who try to schedule victories right mm-hmm. they play real team North Carolina and Florida State are here mm. for the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge, and I think Wisconsin's the other team. When is the Final Four for volleyball usually? The is it- 13th and the 15th of December. Okay. Show, middle of December. Got so it. Uh, there pr- will be a haul because Nebraska, the defending national champion, just got a young lady from Texas who's an All-American transfer in. Oh. He, you can... In volleyball, there's no
4: restrictions. You don't have to sit out a year.
1: You can just show up. But the Gophers are loaded up front with a lot of players. And they got my guy, my gal, Triple S, uh, who doesn't like to be called Triple S, uh, Samantha Seliger Swenson back for her senior season. And uh, they'll they'll be very good. But the Big Ten, as always, there's no. The Big Ten is better in volleyball than any other sport.
4: Now, do we have, uh, I know it's really early, we're only in July, but do we have any preseason rankings or I have all? not haven't, seen them, haven't no, seen those they haven't yet? been okay. out yet.
1: I would. The Gophers would be top 10. I was but, say, it doesn't uh, matter. Not, not, <laughs> last year they got beaten in the third round after going to the Final Four, but they That's were right. younger last year. But they got this Samity, Samity kid who's a monster. They got uh, the, the other young girl who's a junior now the big hitter the six-footer what the hell
4: you know what they are now battle tested and they're oh, seasoned they are,
1: they Seasons. are. Seasons. and uh they got a they got a freshman uh, they they got a new uh defensive player they call it libero uh cc libero Le, yeah cc uh, mcgraw kid from prior lake who's supposed to be nice. fantastic too so. uh you were
2: wondering earlier uh dr james naismith invented the game of basketball yes he in did 1891 okay volleyball uh was originally called mintonette. was invented in 1895 it looked by like William so G. somebody Morgan. saw
1: basketball and said we can do another version of this yeah. we need another version of this well mm-hmm. they did a fine job uh by far the uh best women's sport in my opinion because it's you know it the the level of which they play is fantastic.
2: In fact, Morgan, a graduate of the Springfield College of the YMCA, where basketball was invented by Dr. James Naismith, mm-hmm. designed the game to be a combination of basketball, baseball, tennis, and handball. Mm-hmm. You know what
1: we do here? We teach sports. <laughs> we do <laughs> teach sports, even to the teacher. You're teaching sports. Well, that's right. I did not. Uh, I was not aware of this. Two things here before we get to Johnny Height. Belly apparently. Is not going to Europe. What? He's yeah. now working out a two-year deal with Vladi Divac, and his fellow Serbian. In the Sacramento in Kings. Sacramento. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they got $20 million in cap room so they can actually pay him. Which proves yeah. Tibbs I, is even smarter well, for not messing around with Well, the with other this nonsense. thing is, it proves that Belly said, hey... For a lousy four million bucks, or three and a half or whatever, it I'm was, going home.
4: I'm going home, and then Sacramento. I bet you Vol- Vladi pulled him aside and said, "Look, kid, come on. Like mm-hmm. you're you're just you're yes. gonna make a little bit right. more money over here in the NBA. Just stick mm-hmm. it out." What would he have yes. made had
2: he gone home? What what? What would the contract yeah, have been? I have
4: no idea what they pay over there. I don't, he I don't know. He would have done be. well, though. Yeah, yeah he probably would have done got, okay, yeah, but he got could got probably a, make, more, well,
2: over make more over here. make more over
4: here. Plus, uh, you get to play in
2: California where they don't have any
4: taxes. Well,
1: yeah, I, he must have panic. His agent must have panicked and took the Philadelphia job. because I mean, offer because he'd probably play as much there as he did here. Uh, 15 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. So, mm-hmm. anyway. And I just got a note from Eric Durkee. The... The uh, Loons are expecting their largest crowd of the season tonight, over twenty six thousand, and they're still selling tickets. They're wow. going like hotcakes for some reason. Well, it'll be else. a beautiful, beautiful, night beautiful for Wednesday a game. night! Yeah. Although uh, it's supposed to rain late.
4: Hopefully, I yeah. think I think Adrian after that uh, little uh, post game that he had over the weekend, I think he got. I think he got the troops got fired people up, interested, and, yeah, I Yeah, he got people even more fired well, up. Well.
1: Don't forget to boom if they hit a short corner. We want long corners. We want long corners into the crowd. That's right. Not these vile that's vile easy. nonsensical short corners. I said I said to him the other day, he didn't like those short corners. He said there was more than that. I said, Okay. <laughs> I said that's the only thing I heard about. So all right, we'll be back. John hey! it'll be two more days before we start having twins lineups. I know. This time. yes. Where, where are the boys going? Uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Kansas City, then Toronto, then Boston. That's right? correct. Okay. Yep, 10-game uh, road trip. Mm-hmm. So uh, go get them, fellas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this update sponsored by USAA Life Insurance Company. Today is the day to get USAA Life Insurance provided by USAA Life Insurance Company, San Antonio, Texas. Subject to state availability, issue limitations, and contract terms and conditions, visit USAA.com. I thought you did a great job with that, Reed. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't care what the traffic guy says about you. Twins will not be back <laughs> at it, as Patrick said, until Friday. That was when, really good, John. I was thank, impressed. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate that. They open up a 10-game road trip in Kansas Such City Friday night. <laughs> after Kansas City, they'll head to Toronto and Boston before coming back home. We
4: know Toronto and Boston have always been places that have been very kind to of the Twins <laughs> for many, many years.
1: Hey, I got Ball man at me. Uh-oh. oh New post, Randball. The Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan trade today shook up the NBA offseason Naturally, I wonder how does it impact the Timberwolves? And I said, including not at all. <laughs> Did he reply to that? Yes, he said that would make a very short blog post. <laughs> uh, Links play to today. Don't worry about
2: Mauer going to the Yankees. <laughs> That's right. We got
1: that. Or Did Bryce Harper
4: coming to the Twins.
1: <laughs> well, the boys must have ran through Mauer today because when I heard them, they were telling us how they met their wives and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, the Lynx played Indiana. Four hours too long. One hour too long. <laughs> they played
0: Indiana down at the Target Center. It good must day. be
2: All-Star Game Week.
0: <laughs> they uh, won handily a good day for the Lynx three that were all named All-Stars last night. Sylvia Fowles 13 of 15 for a season-high 30 points, 16 rebounds. She blocked three shots. Simone Augustus, 5 for 7, 13 points, 4 assists. And Maya Moore, 10 points, 3
1: rebounds, and 3 assists. I like assists. Simone Augustus, but I don't think she's an All-Star anymore. I would probably agree with you She's, on that. Uh, she made it on reputation. I have no
0: opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota United in but I'm action. Not
1: get in a big lather. I'm not going to go out and <laughs> carry signs of protest around the Sid statue outside Target Center. I think you should actually. I just, you know, I just threw shirtless out
2: like it. your uh, spring training
0: pick. <laughs> <laughs> Show your support.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Minnesota United in action tonight. You'll hear it right here, playing New England at TCF Bank Stadium. Pre-match will be at 6:30. Kickoff seven o'clock on 1500. Big crowd expected. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, what go- do we usually
1: have on Wednesday nights? Outdoor shows. We only got a half hour tonight? That's then? right. 30 oh
2: minutes. Uh, by the way, speaking of that uh, shirtless photo you took a few years ago, yeah. I, every time I see Thug Life now on Twitter, that's <laughs> all I can <laughs> picture is it tattooed across your stomach in that one. <laughs> I photo don't regret that in.
1: one, but I re- regret the one that I took with the rookie yeah. just <laughs> yeah. You know, that one. Yeah,
2: That one... Uh, yeah, my. as the guy that took that photo, that's still on my
4: phone too. <laughs> so, somewhere. Reavers, what you're saying is, when somebody mentions Thug uh, Life now, you don't mm-hmm. think of Tupac. No, nope. you think of Royce. Royce yes, <laughs> I Patrick, should be uh...
1: sitting back when I'm shirtless because. Those man boobs don't look real good when gravity over.
0: sets in. You're, the boobs are,
1: right. are rather dynamic. You're
3: you're a, approaching <laughs> uh,
0: you, you think you regret it, uh, Patrick? Uh, imagine the rest of the country. <laughs> a Wisconsin senator has introduced a bill that would allow Wisconsinites living in border counties to access Green Bay Packer game broadcasts as well as other local content. U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin has entitled the legislation as the "Go Pack Go Act." Oh my God! According to a well, release, how can
1: you order people to show what? What? What are they? What's she saying here? Okay, uh, Johnny. Let me guess. She's running for re-election, isn't mm-hmm. she? According to a release from Baldwin's
0: office, federal telecommunications law assigns every county in the country to a local television market. The office says while well, most people live in a local television market in their home state, residents of 13 border counties in Wisconsin have been assigned to Minnesota or Michigan television markets. Because of that, they don't get to see the Packers, mm-hmm. they see the Vikings. Well, they get buy the package, you cheap son of a gun. Sir. Baldwin's bill would require <laughs> cable, satellite, and other video providers to provide Wisconsin customers with access to programming for... From stations in Wisconsin media markets, Baldwin's office said that would allow Wisconsinites the opportunity to watch Green Bay Packer games as well as access to their local Wisconsin news. You remember when
1: broadcasts. Wisconsin went to the Rose Bowl for the first time in 100 years when they won in Japan? They they played Michigan State in Japan, in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And they won like in the Rose Bowl. I went up to some bar in Danbury, Wisconsin or somewhat to watch to see if Wisconsin, for a column for Monday, to see if Wisconsin was going go to go the Rose Bowl again, and it was fantastic. I ran into the Fisher brothers. There was about six of them. Some of them were six foot four and three hundred. Others were little tiny guys. They were all shapes and sizes, all mouthy guys. And all he could do is bitch about not getting to watch the Packer games. Because <laughs> we'd turn on the Packer games and all we'd have is reruns of Rat Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Rat Patrol. <laughs> wow. Rat Patrol. Bleeping Rat Patrol. It was great. Man, it was worth the trip. Uh, the Fisher Brothers were something. Thanks, Johnny. You bet.
3: The ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits.
1: Manny and I were considering having a big debate about this, but I don't think we're going to have time. The uh, Josh Hart from the Los Angeles Lakers uh, was the uh, MVP of the Summer League. Yes. Which, by the way, I remember when that thing used to add like last a week. It's now like two and a half weeks, isn't it? Uh, Apparently, Josh has played fantastic uh, the whole time, although he did get ejected in their. Game on Tuesday night for getting two technicals mm-hmm. late in the game, but he's fantastic. But what was really controversial to us was you know, Josh Hart, he's the MVP, and the Lakers are really excited about him. The all summer league first team was Hart, Colin Sexton. Okay, the Alabama kid beat the yep. Gophers, uh, almost beat the Gophers when they were playing three on five, right? Yep, yep. Uh, he's with the Cavs, Kevin Knox. Uh, the Knicks, uh, kid from Kentucky who's yep. a really good player. Wendell Carter Jr. from the Bulls. But I got a real problem with Christian Wood making the all-summer league team, <laughs> the kid from the Bucks. Well, I thought you would have a problem with Wendell Carter, too, because he's a dookie. You know, he's a dookie, but he played pretty well. But uh, <laughs> Trey Young's got to be on the team and not Christian Wood. What's wrong What's wrong with the, this all-summer league team? has got me very upset. Very upset about it. You know what it, it
4: was? Maybe it was your guy, Coach K., Putting in a word to keep Trey Young off because of the altercation he got in with on the first game against Grayson Allen. Maybe it was Coach K, your guy, chiming in with his thoughts.
1: I'm very happy to see, even though Fran, whatever his name is, Fran Freshella was just kissing up to Grayson Young enough to make you puke when I watched for five minutes the other night. (laughs) He didn't make the first or second team, so I'm happy about that. (laughs) Not too many of this days in history. I'm sorry, so sorry. You, you guys know? Either of you know this? Either know this? Oh, of course, sure. heard it before. Yeah. Yes. Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee, July 18th, 1960. Fifteen-year-old no. Brenda Lee earned the number one hit in the country with "I'm Sorry." Pretty good voice for 15. Not bad at Is all. that the 15 one? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, Brenda Lee, was born Brenda Mac May Tarpley in the charity ward of an Atlanta hospital in December 1944, the daughter of an itinerant semi-pro baseball player and carpenter who was killed in a construction accident when she was only eight years old, a true singing prodigy. Uh, Brenda was a veteran of numerous religious talent contests uh, when she was discovered. And uh, lo and behold, at age 15, this song was fantastic. Thanks, Brenda. It was great. Uh, The Major League Baseball Player Poll has been uh, executed by the Chicago Tribune. And uh, it has ranked the fans of the Miami Marlins and the fans of the Tampa Bay Rays is the worst in Major League Baseball, according to the. Uh, <laughs> Way well, to go, Florida! <laughs> yeah, it's well. Also, no bleep, as they right, say. Right? Yeah, you know, no, yeah. He, and it's hard to the blame Marlins, the fans of the
4: Marlins, to be honest. The Marlins honest.
1: aren't averaging seven thousand, but you can't blame him. Who right. can you? And uh, I like your
2: revision to my plan, though. What? Put Tampa in Miami. Move Miami to Montreal. Yeah, give
1: my give Tampa the new. I'm, I'm all in favor of that, and then move Miami to. Uh, to, to Florida. that's it. To Montreal. we got to get a stadium in Montreal, though. By the way, you know what's going on this week, which hasn't seemed to get quite as much attention as it usually does? Uh, SEC media days. Uh, usually wall yeah. wall right? Yeah. SEC media days. Today was Smiling Nick's time at the uh, podium. And uh, Smiling Nick said he's unsure whether Jalen Hurts will be on the roster when the Crimson Tide play Louisville in the season opener on September 1st. He said the, okay, give me the pronunciation of the uh, kid. Tua, uh,
4: Tua Viola. T- I think I think that's Taga how Chris Viola. Fowler was the saying Hawaiian it in the title kid,
1: game. The Hawaiian kid that they put in who rallied them oh, to victory in the That was one of the most impressive
2: games. throws that he made to win and, that game. And uh, he though. throws
1: the ball a little better than uh, Jalen
2: Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah, so yeah.
1: we can all agree on that.
2: I actually have a tiny bit of audio from uh, SEC uh, SEC Media Day. Okay.
3: You've got to try your freshmen. <laughs> yes. Put your freshmen
1: in there. Use your freshmen as way during practice. What a genius Paul <laughs> Feinberg. Paul Feinberg. Just kind of a dorky columnist oh, a third-rate brilliant. newspaper. It's brilliant. And he starts a radio show, and pretty soon he's making millions. Oh. I think he just signed a new contract for $4 million oh, yeah. or something like so, that. Yeah. Just letting a bunch of idiots from the SEC call up and scream at each other. That's all they do. <laughs> yes. I heard that all fan. Unbelievable. <laughs> I did Chip put me I, I was looking for a, when Auburn and when Cam was going to play Alabama for the national championship. I was looking for a, i mean the for, the, uh, for Iron, the Iron, Ball, Bowl. Iron Bowl and yeah. whoever won Juan was, was gonna, going to the ch- Yep, yep and, yep. and uh and uh Chip <laughs> put me on this couple who lived right down the block from him from Woodbury, you know, happily married, couple of kids working up here but one was Alabama and the other one was Auburn mm-hmm. and it was it was just a hoot man and she from Auburn hated Finebomb cuz he's nothing but an Alabama homer and he <laughs> he would listen to the fight he would tape Feinbaum or get him mm-hmm. on the iPad and driving home, commuting every night, he would t- listen to Fine, ba- Fine Bomb because he was such an objective voice <laughs> of SEC. The guy's it, it's it's a fantastic. Uh,
2: no, uh, remind me because were the kids on one side or the other? Because I remember I you doing the piece. I think they won
1: over the. Uh, I think maybe there's only one child, and they'd won. He'd won that. the The husband had won the kid off. Okay. Over. I called her uh, last year about to to, to do a sure. checkup on her. And were, were they playing Georgia? Auburn was yeah. playing Georgia mm-hmm. in the uh, SEC title game, right? Because yeah. Alabama ended up winning the national title, but they didn't go to the title game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she said, yeah, that her she was watching it downstairs by herself and the husband and the son were upstairs okay. watching it because uh, she didn't want to hear all that noise. Now, nonsense.
2: this was the title game or the SEC uh, championship? I
1: don't. No. When, okay. When, the, when Auburn was, I don't know when when they played last year. I maybe. It, oh, when it,
2: Auburn was, played Georgia.
1: I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. SEC Alabama. championship game. Okay. Yeah. 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 What? Whatever it was. He was. That's she couldn't fantastic. Watch. She could. They happily married. Couldn't watch the game together in the same room. You know what they are? Smart. That's right. <laughs>
4: you know what, Pat? I know a couple of years ago we were talking about when. The Mississippi schools were oh, doing yeah. pretty good. We were talking about going to the egg bowl. We're gonna have to make an S. We're SCC gonna have treat. to go to the Egg Bowl. Yeah. Egg I wanna bowl. go
1: to Oxford though. That seems yeah. like my kind of place. so you can yell hoity toity, but they're gonna be terrible for years. Yeah. They got beat up because of the they're gonna be down for a, a long time. But The nice thing about Ole Miss is they're so arrogant. They think they're like the Harvard of the South, you know. I mean, they got this beautiful campus. Starkville's got a campus like Worthington Junior College, you know, down the street. And and, uh, it's it's two different worlds for sure. All right. Uh, We uh, shall return and see if anybody has daily complaints.
3: Let's hear the boys' daily complaints.
1: Manny, how you doing? You got a daily complaint, sir?
4: I do. My daily complaint is with the handful of people on Twitter last night that thought when I tweeted out that yes. Major League Baseball needs to make wholesale changes to the All-Star yes, game because right. of the American League's dominance. Dominance, that they, yes. that they thought I was serious when I tweeted that out. Mm-hmm.
1: And I gave you a serious response, hoping that would stir them up a little more. Right. But, uh, yeah. That's, so you guys uh,
2: act w- in concert together. What is it? Is what you you know
1: what is amazing, though? Going into last night... They were forty three, forty three and two with the same numbers of runs scored. You're kidding! That's wow! Amazing. Now the American League's dominant. What is it? Six, I think in, it's a six row, in a row now. Yeah. Six in a row, and it's like thirteen out of fifteen or something like that. Uh, I haven't lived through the era of <laughs> I saw constant your tweet last humiliation. Night. Oh, it lasted from the late fifties. almost until, twenty years, wasn't it? Till '83, when they they won in Comiskey Park. The the National League came up with Atley Hammaker as their starter, and Freddie Lynn hit a grand slam, and they slaughtered him in Comiskey. My son and I were at that game. But '83, before that, the National League had won eleven in a row and nineteen out of twenty. Oof. Wow. But you know why they were winning? They were better. They were this better. Is, this is more fluky than, right. uh, yeah. than that. But, uh, yeah, that they're uh, they they they're easy to stir up, that's for sure.
2: Uh, I want to go back just a brief moment to the Josh Hader controversy that broke da- broke out during the game yesterday. Right. And I'm not going to defend we're the guy. almost at
1: the end of the game.
2: And I'm not going to defend the guy for being an idiot, and he confessed to being an idiot. But it, the problem that I have with this whole story is, the grandstanding by everybody else that wants to be a, you know, look at how great I am. L- listen, the kid was an idiot. He shouldn't have said any of that, but don't make this about you. That's the problem that I had with this story today.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen that many Pampas, uh columns written on it, but I am uh, sure there and are And kudos, Sons by the way, that...
2: to Jesus Aguilar, who, mm-hmm. you know, his
1: tweet why that was, was very well Lorenzo constructed. Lorenzo Cain uh, said he's a good guy, too. Yeah. So, you know, I'm... and that might not mean much except they could say no comment you know yeah they they didn't otherwise what's your daily complaint my daily complaint is uh, it's it might be disappointment in myself but i'm sick of kirk cousins already (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you didn't hear the story when john read the story i'm sick of kirk cousins already the stone thing is that no, what you're referring to? No, I just referred to the. I just looked at the Star Tribune and we got another Kirk Cousins piece. I'm sick of him. Why? What? What happened? That's now? What I said. I already want Case Keenum back.
2: <laughs> I have 720 stones and I get to remove whenever. Shut wow. up. On
1: stones. I don't. Oh, get he
2: that. has 700. What was it, Manny? 720 stones. He For has every in a month. tower. And every month I'm going to take one out so I can live to be 90. Okay, pal. How about yeah, just play quarterback? Just don't
4: throw any interceptions. I'm with you. I've just already I haven't even throw read any about the stones.
1: See? I might get a column out of this. <laughs> I might get a bring back case column. See? Hell, bring back. Bring back uh, where's Christian? Teddy? Bring back Christian. Yo. Bring back Ponder. Get rid of this guy. I want the I gotta, kid with the where gloves. did you read about the stones? Oh,
4: you got to look it up. I'll you can't, up you can't get rid of him now though, because that contract is fully guaranteed. Fully
1: guaranteed. <laughs> baby. I will start
4: a fundraiser. Yeah,
3: Go fund me. I mean, good luck to you. I hope you win the Super Bowl. But nah, uh, shut up. Okay. <laughs>